Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. The NBA is back in full power, and Colby has a prepped up NBA's tiers list ready to go, and Jalen's got the questionable storylines also ready to go. It's an NBA takeover, so sit back and enjoy the show. Jalen, it is a very beautiful and exciting day. Um, we are already here, as we mentioned uh, in the previous episode. At the, we're here at the start of basketball season. So this one, uh, just it's the second day of the season, technically, as we're recording this. Um, just going to kind of go through and do like our NBA preview, talk some NBA. We haven't we've talked a little NBA, but haven't really gotten into it in a while because it's been all football. Um, how how you feeling tonight, sir? And how are you feeling about the NBA this year? Feeling good. Um, feeling slightly excited for the Wolves, you know, and you know, trying to see what's going to go on, go on with that. Um, a lot of storylines, like you were saying, it was brewing up right now. So I can't wait to get into all that. Hear what you got brewing up for this uh, tiers list, and yeah, we're gonna go ahead. I'm watch- right now. I'm watching uh, Zion take on KD in the Nets. Um, so far, pretty good. It's a good game. Zion's looking, or at least the Pelicans are looking good. So. Yeah. You might be muted, my friend. Sorry, I'm an idiot. I was muted. You you write about that. The Pelicans are an interesting team. We'll definitely talk some about them tonight. And that's um see what we think. So yeah, as I said, I got my tears. Um, as you said, that we're gonna go with to to get into things. So I've had these cooking for like a week, Jalen. I've been excited to share these with you. Uh a lot, lot of good stuff going on. Going to be very interesting. And uh, so I figure we'll go through, we'll go row at a time. Uh, and then at the end end of it, you can maybe tell me what your biggest uh, disagreements are, biggest problems, such on and so on and so forth. Um, or just and just as we go. Okay. Okay. All I'll right. see how long I can contain myself. How about that? All right. That's fine. I like that. Yeah. There's an egregious one. You can stop me. Okay. Yeah. I'll stop you after each row if I think it's egregious enough. Okay. All right. So I can't pull this up in the full screen because otherwise I can't still move the uh, little blockers to hide the suspense. Can you read what it says? Can you see it? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So we got all the tiers. We're going to start at the bottom. I'm pretty proud of most of these names. I think like they're not amazing, obviously, but I like. I think they're all some good little sections here. Um, so not every tier here is going to have the same amount of teams. There are a couple that are smaller and only have two teams uh, and some that have a lot. But, yeah, so every team in the league is on here. You can go from the bottom up. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's see it. All right. So the bottom tier here, we got Webb and Yama Watch. These are the teams that are already just don't even care about this season, and it's all about trying to get Big Vic. This tier, this list is going to grow as the season goes on because he's just an amazing prospect. So in this tier, you got the Thunder, the Jazz, Rockets, Pacers, and Spurs. Probably the five worst teams on paper. You could argue the Pacers are above these teams, but uh, the Spurs and Jazz full-on have blown up their rosters and are in full tank mode already in this offseason. And the Thunder and Rockets did that 
uh, like a year or two ago. They, the Thunder and Rockets do have better, some better pieces than these other teams, but they're still bad rosters, um, and they're going to lose a lot of games. And, and the same with the Pacers. They're also in the early stages of a rebuild, even though they have some pieces I like with Halliburton, uh, the kid Mathurian they drafted, Chris Duarte, still a very bad team. Um, maybe better than these others, but they're in full weapon Yama watch. They're in tank mode. So that's the bottom tier of teams in the league that I got there. Okay. Nothing too egregious there. So I'll let you – I want to see what else you got brewing up. All right. So the second tier, I like this one. It's not quite as big. It's called Growing Pains. These teams are better than those bottom five, a little further along in their rebuilds, have some nice pieces, but they're still not quite there, still not ready to be a good team, although I do think they'll improve. It's just the Pistons and the Magic. I like both these cores. I think they're both these teams, as I said, definitely better than the five below them, at least I think. I really like Paolo a lot. I think he's going to be really good. He's having a pretty good start. And Franz Wagner is a beast. They've got interesting guards. If Suggs can take another step, uh, Fultz is back. Jonathan Isaac might play basketball for the first time in like years. Um, so I really like a lot of what the Magic have. Now, both these teams could eventually bottom out or get lucky in the lottery, wind up, wind up on Web and Yama Watch. And the Pistons, um, I mean, they have Cade Cunningham, who's a f- probably the best player on any of these teams we've named so far. Uh, he's going to be really good. I love them coming out. I love Cade Cunningham's game. Jaden Ivey is interesting, who they drafted. Um, um, Sadiq Bey has been good. So they got some nice young pieces. Uh, they have Dwayne Casey, a solid veteran coach. And I, I like Cade Cunningham a lot, and I think he's a great building block. So I put these teams – they're going to have some growing pains, but they'll be improved, and they're better than the bottom tier of the league. Um, okay. This is where I have to pause you. For me, it's just the it, – for me, it's just the history of the magic. <laughs> um, I understand you're going to put them in the growing section, but when you put the magic there – I can't put the magic above the thunder personally. I feel like they're, they're at least in the same situation when you have SGA, they're going to have uh, Chet, they got Lou Dort. Um, they got some notable guys over there. So I would argue to put the thunder in that same category in the growing pains. Cause I also think SGA, it's just as good as Kate Cuttingham in the special talent category. Okay. I disagree with that last thing you said, but I, I think Kate Cunningham is going to, Kate Cunningham is going to be like a multi-time all-star. I think he's going to be really good. SGA is good too, but I love Kate Cunningham. Uh, and you can make that case for the magic. Certainly that the thunder should be higher. They do have some nice young pieces. Funny. These two growing paints teams are actually playing right now. Th- that's a fair argument. I, I, but I, I do feel like the magic are a little better than them, at least their roster on paper, but that's a fair point. All right. To the next tier. This is the worst tier uh, as far as where you want to be. On the, hang on. I'm having some issues with the cursor. All right. This is the worst tier as far as where you want to be building a team. It's purgatory. These teams are stuck in a spot where they're not good enough to really be anything other than an eight seed playing team, but they're not also not bad enough to be really at the bottom of the tank watch with the Web and Yama watch like those guys down there. There are a lot of teams on this list who you can make the case. Maybe they'll bottom out. So I got the Wizards, the Portland Trailblazers, the Hornets, the Kings, and the Knicks. I think you could say, I think we'd feel confident mostly in saying that these teams are all better than all those ones below them. But they're also not in any of them are threats to do anything, be anything more than like a scrappy, surprising eight seed that gets knocked out in the first round easily. Um, The Wizards, 
I mean, they do not get enough in the, the wizards are not in the conversation enough when it comes to the worst run franchises in sports. They're everything they do, the contracts they give out, giving Bradley Beal a max, the amount of money they're paying for this team. Ridiculous. Portland, they have Dame. He's going to keep them competitive. They've kind of trying to rebuild their roster around him. It's still not great. And they, I think of this row are the most likely team that could, if Dame goes down or something, just bottom out and go to the bottom tier. Um, they have some pieces, though. The Hornets have Lamella, who I love, but it's also a bad organization. They're in utter chaos. I don't know if you saw James uh, Booknight, their first-round pick from last year. Uh, he got arrested. He was found passed out in the front seat of a car with a Glock and a bag of Doritos in his hands. Uh, <laughs> so that happened to him. As far as the rosters, I will say my favorite team on this list is probably the Kings. They have some interesting pieces, even though I always bang on the Kings. Uh, but the West is just so brutal. They're not nearly good enough to be, they could maybe be an eight seed if all goes well. And, and same with the Knicks. The East has just gotten better. They have a solid team, but not a great team. They're kind of, and a lot of money they pay for it, kind of in the definition of this category. Ooh, all right. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, I feel like the Wizards and Blazers kind of started this one up when you made this process, huh? Because they're stuck with, with Beal and Lillard right now, huh? And I, I agree with that situation on both of them. So I'm not going to really touch up on that. Hornets, though, I think they need to get take a step down because you did touch up on the spot. Because you did touch up on the spot of them, like having a bunch of like you know problems off the court. So, and right, and I'm pretty. And Lamelo did just get injured, um, or at least I saw him get injured during the preseason. I don't know if he's back and playing, or it was just you know nothing really that inconvenient. But anyway, still something to watch out for. You know, with this team is how they, what their team is really made of. Really, is because they're already got guys that are questionable off the court, as I mentioned. So, but I mean, they are they do play well on the court. They did, they just didn't play well. You know, they just didn't gel together when the plan came together. So that's why I would say they're still part of that growing pain. Is because they're still going to have to. They're still young for the most part, and they just got. And in my opinion, their roster is not the prettiest either. So the fact that they do have some young talent is why I want to say keep them in the growing pain section. Almost trying to write them off as a little bit of an excuse for this season. That's a fair point. I'll say you'll be interested to know. I did originally have them in the growing pain section. But then when I okay. looked at their roster – oh, sorry. I hate this website. When I looked at their roster, they don't have a lot of like ex- – other than LaMelo, they don't really have a lot of like promising young guys. Like they have Gordon Hayward, Mason Plumley, Rogier, and Oubre. I mean, those guys are – some of them are – Oubre's kind of young, but like the others are veterans. You know what they are. They have P.J. Washington as their other young guy, and he starts – but he hasn't been great to this point. He's having a pretty nice game tonight. And then off the bench, the only one young guy they have really is book who's like super young is book night. And he just got arrested, but he's playing tonight. Um, So that's why I moved them up, but you may be right. They maybe still should belong in growing pains. Maybe, maybe I, I, I could, I don't know. Like you said, there is like, I also knew there's a lot, like a lot of old presence there. That's why it's confusing. The roster, like I said, isn't the pretty, prettiest, you know, it is definitely not the prettiest roster. No. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Did you have any issues with the Kings or Knicks being on there? Maybe the Knicks. I have to see what you have going on brewing up above them. Okay. Maybe the Knicks, 
but the Kings, I kind of understand where you're coming from for that. And uh, I think, what, do they still have De'Aaron Fox going on over there? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they got De'Aaron Fox. They yeah, have so almost the same situation as Beal. Almost the same situation as Beal and Brad and Damian Lillard, you know. The only yeah, the only reason I say I like the Kings more than them is because they do have Sabonis, who has like been an all star. And like they played pretty good with De'Aaron Fox and him down the stretch after because they made the trade at the deadline. And then I also just really like the kid they drafted from Iowa, Keegan Murray. Um, so I'm slightly biased, but I think he's gonna be really good. I like him a lot. I don't usually say yeah. that in draft picks, but all right. So here we go. Moving up the tiers. Now we're getting into teams that are actually pretty good. The next tier is just solid. This is a small tier. These teams are solid. They're good. But I'll be honest, I didn't really know where to put them. And I couldn't honestly allow myself to put them any higher than this. You may have some big disagreements with this one. It's just two teams. They're both in the East. It's the Chicago Bulls and the Toronto Raptors. Both these teams are going to be comfortably, will be in the playoffs. And I feel like they will also both probably go out in the first round. The Bulls probably have more upside but they have major question marks. Lonzo Ball doesn't look like – who knows if he's even going to play this year. Um, Levine has been great, obviously, but he's always banged up. DeRozan was great last year, but he's still in his 30s. Vucevic is solid. But, again, I don't know how much better they can get than next year. Uh, Power Williams is a really nice young player. Um, I like their core. I think they'll be comfortably in the playoffs, but I just don't feel like they have the upside – or I don't think they can run with those top teams in the East, if we're being honest. And the same thing with the Raptors. Um, the one thing the Raptors do have is if Scotty Barnes takes like a massive leap and is like an all-star, uh, superstar kind of player in year two, uh, coming off his rookie of the year season, then they could move up certainly. Uh, Siakam and Van Fleet are still nice. Nurse is a great coach. They have a solid, deep roster. And this is one of the reasons why I said uh, when we thought KD was going to get traded, why I kept throwing the Raptors out there. I thought they'd be perfect. But with this team as they have it, I just don't see them being able to get out of the first round in the East when you look at the teams above them. The only team I can argue for would probably be like for like someone that I'd be like confident to argue for right now might be the Bulls, just from what I saw how the mark played and how the plea of the team got from the injuries and how they still shaped and performed to the playoffs. Um I want to see, I hope that this team, you know, stays and remains healthy so we can see this team at full-fledged. But I do want to say that I understand why now you put the Knicks underneath these two teams. Because I do not have any, like I, I wrote on my paper here, like there might be an argument for me to put these guys up here, but no. that it, it, When the way you put it together, it's like, yeah, both these teams could put it together in the playoffs. So I'm interested to see what you got brewing up. Like I said, again, I'm interested to see what you got keep brewing up a with these other guys, because every time you put these two one one slate up, it's like, okay, so who does he have really up next against these guys? So I like what you got going on here. I can see that much. All right. This is my favorite tier. High ceiling, low floor. These teams, and a lot of these teams will be in completely different positions than uh, their opposition uh, shortly. The, some of these teams could end up being real bad, and the others could be real good. And so here you go. The high ceiling, low floor. We got the Brooklyn Nets, your Minnesota Timberwolves, the LA Lakers, the Pelicans, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Cavs. As I said, if everything goes perfectly well, all of these teams could make a deep playoff run. You could see it happening. Maybe not a championship, but a pretty good playoff run. In some cases, a championship. They could all also go horribly, horribly wrong. 
the Cavs, maybe not as much. I'll get to them last. So the Nets, I mean, I don't think that one needs any explanation. We know about their talent, but Ben Simmons and Kyrie are the most crazy question marks. Kevin Durant wanted to be traded. I don't think, I think Brooklyn is literally the definition of this category. Your Wolves. All right, here's why they're in this category. So this high ceiling part, I think, is pretty obvious. Uh, Anthony Edwards is great, and he's there's no reason to think he won't be even better next year. He's an all-star. Cat is a solid two, three. Um, and Gobert is a defensive player of the year center. If D'Lo improves and all's going well, they could be top four in the West and certainly win a playoff series, maybe two, if, if it's really, really going well. But it's a low floor because – I don't know what they're going to look like offensively with Gobert and Cat. That fit is still weird to me and concerns me. And until I see it, I could, I think it could go horribly wrong. D'Lo, um, you know, he's kind of not saying he's a wishy-washy guy, but just like as a player, he hasn't been the most reliable. And Anthony Edwards, you know, he's great, but he won't be able to carry everything else if, if it starts falling apart around him. Um, that's why they're in here. The Lakers, their high ceiling part, uh, the low floor part is obvious for the Lakers. You saw that last year. Their roster stinks. They have no depth, really. They have a bunch of old guys. Their guards are atrocious. They have no shooting. But they have LeBron, and if AD is healthy and playing well, they have a high ceiling and can make a deep playoff run just because of those two guys. The Pelicans, their high ceiling is clear. Zion, offensive juggernaut if he's healthy. Uh, Brandon Ingram is great. McCollum, we've talked about how much the Pelicans offense could be insane and it's going well so far for them. The low floor is obviously Zion. You know, he's the health could easily be a factor. And then how good is this team really after that? Maybe good enough to sneak an eight seed like last year. Um, but they need Zion. And so that's why they have a low floor. The Hawks, they went from conference finals to barely being in the playoffs last year. So the DeJounte Murray Trey Young thing could be really nice and work really well, or it might not work. I don't know. Trey Young is kind of like, I don't know, if volatile is the right word, but just like in the way he plays, I don't know if that's going to work with him. It might, it might be beautiful. Um, the rest of their roster, I just don't know. It's a question mark at times. There's talent, but certainly questions. Uh, so it could easily bottom out like last year. It could be worse. The Cavs, their high ceiling is obvious. We've talked after the Mitchell trade about how great their roster is. Uh, all this young talent. They were the team. I I wanted to put them above this, but there's only two more tiers and I couldn't realistically put them any higher. Um, the reason it's a low floor, you know, the defense with Mitchell and Garland could still be bad in the backcourt and they're a young team. They just have no experience. So it could, they could get up, uh, struggle some nights and, and struggle really in the playoffs because they haven't gelled and they're still just so young. Thoughts. Okay. Um, I'm obviously going to go ahead and tackle the, the wolf okay. question in the room. For me, I think they probably should be up there because for me, and I can put these guys, these three teams actually all together, the Wolves and the Pels and the Cavs, I think you should have sent it on whatever this take that you're about to have with the Cavs. I think you probably should have sent it because I don't think those three teams deserve to be in the Laker and Nets region of this conversation because I like the way it was like, cause like, but I feel like these three teams, their low floor is still a playoff, like a playoff visit. You know, I personally think that for me, I think the low floor for the Lakers is an absolute low floor. Like I agree, but their high ceiling, it can be a finals cause it's LeBron. Like I completely agree. Hawks, same thing because Trey young, who knows what that's going to look like with DeJounte Morey. Cause they're going to be two ball aggressive guys going at it. 
that can be an either absolute disaster or it can be, you know, a miracle made, you know, back to where they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. I love those two. So I want to see, I want to challenge the Wolves and the Pelicans and the Cavs just because I feel like those are the three teams that actually have a low floor, which is still the playoffs, but depends on what you got on, what you got going on on top of here. Okay. All right. So here we go. Oh, I forgot. There's three tiers. Never mind. I, I forgot about this tier, to be honest with you. All right. Window closed. This is another small tier. Both these teams have been consistent enough and good enough to where they earn the respect to be above all those teams below them. But I do think the window's closed on both of these teams, and it's the Phoenix Suns and the Miami Heat. They've both come very close to winning a championship within the last three years, and I don't think it's getting any easier. Miami didn't get that other big score that they – clearly needed down the stretch in the playoffs, even though they're a great team, expect them to be very good again. Uh, but I don't think they can win the championship. And the same with Phoenix, you know, they fell apart. I can't unsee that meltdown. Aiden didn't talk to the coach all off season. There's huge question marks. Chris Paul has another year of age. So both these teams are still really good, but their windows are closed. All right. So yeah, I feel like this is where that argument actually kind of helps a little bit. Wolves, Pels, and Cavs can arguably, I don't think they're going to win a championship this season either. You know, I can argue to say that, but I also believe that they can be in a playoffs. That's why I would say window closed for those three teams because they'll be, I, I would expect those names to be tossed around in the contention, but I'll be like, no way. Well, I just think it's actually going to win because their windows could be opening though, if it all goes well. Like these teams, I feel like I just have them together because I think they've earned the respect. I see what you're saying, but like that, I feel like they've earned the respect to be considered above all these teams. But at the same time, like, they both had their best shot to win the championship and they didn't get it. Okay. I, I understand that. Yeah. That, 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 that does make sense to put the, I like that because they do have that, you know, what conference finals appearances in their past. We're very recent past good playoff success. Gotcha. All right. So coming up, we got the final tiers. Give me one second here. All right. So here we are. We're now about to enter the final two tiers of the NBA tiers. We just had the window closed, the Suns and the Heat. Are you ready for the top two tiers, Jalen? Yeah, let's hear them. This category <laughs> is true contenders, question mark. So all of these teams – um absolutely i fully believe could win the championship i think any of these teams if they won maybe some obviously would be more surprising than others but i don't think anyone would be shocked if these teams won the championship but they all have just one major question mark the sixers the grizzlies boston the nuggets clippers and the mavericks so let's go through and get to these questions all right the sixers harden he looked pretty good i guess last night but what are you going to get from Harden over the course of the year? Are you getting – you don't expect him to be prime Harden, obviously, at this point, but can he be a legitimate star, high-level player? Can – especially if Maxi takes another step to go with Embiid and give them that they need. If he does, I think they can absolutely win the championship. They have a good team. But that's a big – that's a one big question mark. The Grizzlies, they were excellent last year in their first year really being good. Young, super exciting core – could should be better this year and you know they took the defending the champions to six games even though they lost John Morant earlier in the series 
the big question mark, I don't know if they have a dependable number two star come these big moments in the playoff games. These guys have stepped up. Their core is really good. I fully believe in them, which is why they're this high. But that is still a question mark for me, and that's going to make it tough when you look at some of these top teams in the West that have multiple guys that we know are certified bucket getters. Boston, this question mark is obviously probably the easiest. It's just the coaching situation. They were just in the finals, and um, they'd have maybe been in contention to be in the top tier were not for this coaching situation. But losing Mayadoka, who was the guy who kind of turned them around and got them to get those guys to play like they were last year, that's a major question mark. But if it goes well, they could still be back right back in the finals, maybe. The Nuggets and Clippers, the the ceiling is there. They have the Clippers obviously have Kawhi, Paul George, proven championship pedigree in Kawhi. And the Nuggets have the two-time MVP Jokic, Murray coming back. But again, the question for both of them is just health. What is Kawhi gonna look like? Is he gonna be able to stay healthy? Can Paul George stay healthy? If they do, they're probably gonna be right in the top tier. The Nuggets, same thing. What are Murray and Porter going to look like coming off these injuries? Um, how good can they really be? Hmm. Um, oh, wait. Was there – sorry. Oh, and the Mavs. Sorry. The Mavs uh, – did I not – oh, my God. I totally forgot to share my screen. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I was right. I got I got them all down. You're straight. <laughs> and the Mavs, question mark. Uh, the seal. The reason they're in here, they got to the conference finals last year. Luka Doncic is a top five, maybe top three player in the world. Probably. Some would argue he could be as high as two. He's an amazing player, unbelievable score. Uh, the, the question is, do they have an, the supporting cast? Is it enough? Um, I think it's a good supporting cast, and they clearly got to the conference finals with this caliber one, but they did lose Brunson. Are they going to have enough of a punch outside of Luca to really win the championship or make a deep run, especially with the West being as good as it is now? All right. This is a solid list one right here. Um, feel like, feel like it, it's, a, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who you got, how you're going to describe the other guys on top. Um, my thing is, why wouldn't you have put the 76ers in the window closed section? Because I don't think the window is closed. If Harden can come back and, like, he only played half a season with them, if he's actually – he looks like he's in shape. If he actually comes back and has a really good year, I don't think the window is closed. They still have Embiid, who's a top – one of the most unstoppable players on the planet, and they have some pretty good role players. Doc Rivers is a question mark, but, I mean, he's a solid coach. The playoffs, he's just had some meltdowns, which is a concern. But I don't think the window's closed. Like, I think – I still think their upside is higher than Miami and Phoenix. I really do. Huh. I feel like, in my opinion, I feel like they're the same. And like, I feel like I've seen enough of Embiid. He does the same old, same old. He's going to do the whole post game. Like I've seen the game from Boston, and they just—you look like it's the same old th- tricks and tr- tricks and that you've seen before. And uh, Harden's getting his little flop game going really well again early, which I got to respect. It is going to be nice to see Harden ball out again. Anyway, he does. You know, because some of those shots that he did make were pretty insane. So just a little reminder to everyone that he is kind of that guy when he wants to be. Um, And that's my thing is those guys are that guy when they want to be because they are kind of injury prone. They are kind of, you know, like flam, I guess, you know, very flamboyant. You know, they got they get that attention, you know, because they're Philly. You know, you are indeed the troll. You are James Harden, the beard, you know. You do have Tyrese Maxey and uh, Thibault. I think those are the two guys. So, 
yeah, I mean, they got some good crew around them, but at the same time, I feel like they're also, when you put that all together, it's almost the same thing if you put it like Devin Booker and Chris Paul, you know, like they're almost got the same good role cast going on there. But I feel like they also have their window closed too, because I think that time has passed them. That's so fair. that's just me. No, that, but everyone else I actually do like on this list on there. Besides that, the 76ers were the only ones that I could question because Grizzlies, they're too young to have the window closed on them. Boston, I think despite the coaching thing, I think they're going to be just fine. Um, maybe I'll throw yeah. them up. Into, depending on how you explain the next one, I might throw them up there. Same thing with the Clippers but and Nuggets maybe. But actually, I kind of like the Nuggets where they're at. And same thing with the Mavericks because I want to see what Christian Wood can do with the Mavericks. Yeah, no, I'm glad you like that one. I, you do make a good point. I, the Clippers in Boston would probably have the best argument to be in the next tier. I think the Clippers, if everyone's perfectly healthy, would be in this tier. But this is a very prestigious tier. This is the highest point, the kings of the league. And if you're counting, it's a pretty small group. Favorites, simply the title favorites. It's the Bucks and the Warriors, the teams that have won the two last championships the Warriors obviously just won, and they should be better in theory this year because they have a bunch of young guys who are still developing and improving and getting better. Um, the Warriors, their depth is absurd. They're going to be, I mean, they're going to be a problem. You hope Steph and Clay at some point and Draymond will just age and maybe the Draymond thing will destroy them. But for now, they look like they're poised to be a juggernaut again. And Milwaukee, let's be honest, I think they very well could have won back-to-back championships if Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt in the playoffs. They certainly would have beaten Boston because they almost did without him. And they, I honestly think they probably would beat – they would have beaten Miami for sure. And I think they probably would beat the Warriors just because that would be tougher, but just because I don't know if they can guard Giannis. So that's why I have those two teams. The Bucs have the best player on the planet, and I think they're still, to me, easily should be the favorites in the East. Those are the top two favorites, top of the league, top of the tiers. All right, I'm going to go ahead, even though I might argue to put Boston up there because, like I said, I think they're going to be just fine without the whole coaching thing with Igadam. I think this young guy is going to be doing just fine. He's got some solid players. They're going to help him out too. He's been around. Um, But the only reason why is because they did. My only reason going into this was because they did beat the Bucks and everything, but at the same time, thinking about it, you know, they didn't have Chris Middleton. <laughs> that was a great reminder. They didn't have Chris Middleton. Um, so that's what happened there. Uh, all right. So like I was saying, uh, yeah, completely forgot about Chris Middleton. <laughs> Thank you, Zoom, for cutting me off for that one minute there. But yeah, that's uh, that is a that is a solid tiers list, my friend. That is. There's not much room for me to argue for the favorites one. Um, to be honest, yeah, you got most of these guys in the right spot for the most part, in my opinion. So, Thank you. Uh, solid, solid performance all through and through, you know. I appreciate it. I, I do. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So, that was fun. Um, all um, right. Keep that, keep that chart up. Let's right. go ahead and keep the chart. Um, and let's go ahead and talk these storylines, man. Okay. Because uh, I feel like with this chart, it'll help us, you know, talk storylines as well. Yeah. Okay. You want me to go first or you want to go first? Oh. Yeah, go ahead and pick a storyline. Start us off. Okay. So, sorry. I'm going to 
that back on we'll the do, Let's do five. We'll, we'll each go for five stories. All right. So that's a, random, five, that's a good random number. Most intriguing stories of, of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Colby's five. There are so many, so many good ones to potentially go with. I'll say the, for one of my first five, I'll, I'll say it's the Pelicans. I know we talked about them already, but just how good can they be? How good can the Pelicans actually be? If Zion is clicking, if Zion is healthy and playing at the level he did before, and Ingram plays like he's been playing, McCollum is a good veteran. Like, the ceiling feels super high. I feel like they were very solidly in that category. Um, but I don't know. Zion, man, he's barely played since he's been in the league. He didn't play at all last year. So, like, he's even though he's so talented, he's this enigma – you just don't know if it's going to last. And that makes it so much more intriguing. Like what's going to happen. The future's uncertain. They got a couple more Laker picks coming and pick swaps and stuff, but yeah, man, I don't know what's going to happen. All right. I mean, yeah, that's a solid one. Who knows what's going to happen. Uh, I personally switched the game over to the Wolves game, but my stream is actually just not at the same quality, sadly, as the other one. Not going to lie, but um, for, the only reason why I switched because they kept maintaining their double-digit lead on the Nets. So I was like, okay, feeling confident on leaving that game. Uh, going over, though, to the selection of my storyline, I'm going to go ahead and get this one out the way for us. It's going to be Lakers and Russell Westbrook. I want to know what's going to end up happening with those guys. Um, see how everything moved. Because last night, it was ugly how bad the Warriors beat them down like you can see <laughs> the difference of just like skill level between those two and that's why I was, that's why I mentioned how low their floor can actually be because the Warriors made it look like that low floor can be there can be present even with these guys on like all those starters on the field or the court sorry so, so man so much football and sports but anyways uh yeah, so I just want to know what's going to end up happening with Russ. I want to know which team will Russ go on that's going to throw off one of your teams because I feel like whatever team Russ goes on to, their whole growing pains or tanking chances are just going to go up the roof either to purgatory oh, or – You're yeah. also assuming – you tell the other thing about it, Jalen, you think the Pacers, like, want Westbrook on their team? No, they want Nobody. the – they want to get the contract. They'll just buy him out. Because they want to get out of the – like, the Pacers would do well to get off the Miles Turner and Buddy Heald contracts, which is why that one, I think, just makes the most sense. Um, sorry, I'm really trying to get this Pistons game. Been outstanding. And I the yeah, answer. so uh, I was about to say, you might want to – should have prepared for that noise there. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you know, you make a good point. Uh, of, of If you go back to my tears, of, the Lakers certainly have the lowest floor of all the low-floor teams, I would say. <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's what i'm saying like based on that low four that's why i was like oh i didn't like the fact that my wolves were put right next to the lakers but the reality of it is you know the lakers could you know somehow some way that disney magic comes right back up there and it works you know and somehow it works but jalen suggs just got injured that sucks oh uh, man that does suck for your, your magic take right it's growing pains. They're already having them. Real pains. Yeah, for real. Young guys getting hurt early. That that does happen. Hopefully it's not too bad. We we agree here. All right. Well. All right. Storyline number two, Colby. 
I don't think the stream is going to work, so we're just going to bring the tears back. All right, my second storyline. Um, it's another interesting one. I'll say which uh, which second-year guy is going to be the biggest breakout star because last year's draft was so good at the top with Mobley, Barnes, Cunningham. Um, um, help me here, Jalen. Who am I missing? There's some other really good ones. Giddy. Giddy was a stud. Um, yeah. There's, there's definitely. You already said Cade, right? You already said Cade. Mobile. Cade. Um, you got the guy. You got who's up in Toronto? Barnes, Scotty Barnes. Barnes, Scotty Barnes. Um, Simon Amphrey up in Portland. Oh, I don't yeah. know if he's actually going to do it, but that's a long shot of one, of course. Uh, who? Oh, here's a good one. I know he's not a second year player, but what? I don't know. Like, what about James Wiseman? Yeah, that's true. Third year, he barely, he basically is a second year. I was about to say, you could call him a second year. Because he missed the whole year, yeah. Oh, Jalen Green. That's the other high pick. Oh, yes, Jalen Green. Green. I didn't want to get that name missed. Yeah. He was also somebody that I completely whiffed on that I wanted to promote, but he's not as good as Cade yet. He's just as electric, though. He is electric. I won't. Franz Wagner is pretty good. Don't laugh. He's a, Actually, you, you didn't laugh. He's a good player. Um, yeah, no. And Jalen Suggs, who just got injured, maybe. He was kind of rocky, but we'll see. So that's my interesting. I really like a lot of those guys. I want to see who is the biggest star out of that bunch. Oh, and Jose Alvarado. Can't forget about him. <laughs> oh, man. That draft was – What is it? The, what, 32-year-old rookie? He's a defender. No, I didn't know. He's not like 32. He's like he's probably younger than that. But, yeah, scrappy defender. All right, let's see. Second storyline for me. Hmm. Mine is going to be, can the Suns keep up the – maintain the heat, a.k.a. like can they keep up the pressure of them winning these games? Because I do I do agree in the fact that they're, you know, very well built in the roster. But I feel like over the offseason we just heard so much things about from DeAndre Ayton. I want to see how that translates. Don't know how that whole situation ended up brewing, you know. Let's see how that all pans out. So for me it's going to be like the Suns, eight, want to watch what Ayton goes on to, you know the Suns and you know honestly Chris Paul is there too so will aging obviously we've seen age be a factor with their playoff chances with Chris Paul so is it now going to start affecting them in the regular season or is the team going to be you know good enough to where this is the season where it's like Chris Paul can come off the bench and we don't see that much of playing time and he's just playing like a leadership role so I want to see I feel like the Suns so I feel like out of the Suns or the Heat, when you in that windows closed area, I hated saying this. If I I probably would have slapped myself for saying this last year, but kind of like what the Suns are positioned into right now, even though they're in the West, kind of like where they're positioned into in the Heat. Interesting. That's an interesting take. The Suns are they? That's a good. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought of that one, but that is a good storyline. That will be interesting to see what happens in Phoenix. They definitely still have a good team, so you may be right about that. Maybe I'm underselling them a little. Um, all right. My next one, I'm looking at two teams right beside here, each other here that I have both of them. But I'll say the Cavs. Um, I know we talked about it after the Mitchell trade, but they have the potential to be such a fun, exciting team. Uh, the, the offensive firepower can be lethal. They've got two electric bigs that can defend. Mobley can do it all. He can handle it, shoot it. He's a big. He, he's insane. Garland was an all-star. They have Mitchell now, another legit star. Um, the upside, I mean, we've talked about the Cavs a lot, but how good can they actually be? I mean, I don't think anyone would be surprised if they end up top three in the East, 
make it to the conference finals. Like that's how much upside and talent they have. I don't know if they'll get there, but how good can the Cavs be? How good will they be? I'm very excited to see what the Cavs look like this year. Let's check it out right now. They're rolling up eight on Toronto right now. Pretty good start. It's a pretty good start, yeah. Um, I like the Cavs. I hope they actually turn out to be fun, like you were saying. Uh, personally, I'm going to go ahead and go with the team that has the two more well-distinguished bigs. The thing, and I'm going to say, what is re- I'm going to go ahead and hype onto this train of, will this actually work here in Minnesota? Will this actually <laughs> work? Will this whole big running the old Rudy Gobert Frenchman over here, will this actually all pan out? What is, uh, what are they cooking up here? Will Ant-Man actually, you know, take the reins of this team that we were talking about at the end of last season, you know, and can, can and right now it looks like Towns and Gobert are going off together. They're calling them the Towers of Power. They're uh, also playing the Thunder. <laughs> hey, the Thunder have Chet and uh, they don't. and and Shay. They don't oh, have Chet. Broke he's hurt, foot. isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, not. That's right. I completely <laughs> forgot he got hurt. Well, that helps, right? You know? yeah. But they got Shay. That's it. They're only they're in this game. Look at get look at Giddy. Look at Dort. Man, look at these guys. They're scrappy. You know, <laughs> can't distinguish my take that much, but I'm not gonna lie. Oh my God, it's beautiful. I see what it's all about. Look at that. Anthony Edwards misses the shot. Guess who's right there to put it right back in? A big guy. <laughs> Somebody's big guy. there. Rudy Gobert is there, or it's Carol Anthony Towns. This time it was Gobert. So I just want to see. My question is though, it's going to be the young death. But back to my storylines. Will these, t- will these, a quote unquote, Tower of Power, I guess that's the name they're giving them. Will the Tower of Power work in Minneapolis? That's what that's what my question is. All right. That's an interesting one. Um, I'll say um, I, I, I kind of also want to give a, give a biased take here and talk about the Nuggets, but I'll rope another team into it, to be fair. I'll say just uh, remember the bubble, return of the injured stars. Uh, Clippers and Nuggets, man, both both getting their guys back. These are two of the teams that, are supposed to be top dogs in the West that have been up there before uh, the injury luck turned on them. Um, Jokic has been insane. He's just been carrying the team, having two incredible MVP seasons back-to-back and just nothing to show for it in the playoffs because the team around him was just a mess. Um, Porter and Murray coming back. Now how good will the Nuggets be? And obviously Kawhi, man, you've got to has to have his respect. He's still a top-five player in the league if he's healthy. Um, don't know, obviously, that's a big if, but he, he's an incredible player. So the Clippers and Nuggets having their guys back and making that top of the West just scary. All right, all right. Um, yeah, dude, those guys coming back is going to make everything – it's going to be so fun to watch those games, man. Like, ooh, guys are losing to the Jazz right now, though. What's going on, Cole? It's the first quarter. Relax. Dude, you guys are losing 22? What? What's going on? 22 22 oh my oh my goodness oh my goodness What's that? what does that say zeros that's a lot of zeros game just started <laughs> it's gonna be fine well we'll see starting off against those jazz that you uh put in where was it oh yeah the Webin tanking Yama for a wimbabwe even if the jazz win this game they're still on weapon yeah the Jazz told them they want, the Jazz are where they want to be. They are happy in that tier. That is what they were aiming for. 
<laughs> Whoa, the way they're playing right now, it looks like they're playing uh, win it all the way, Colby. Get it? <laughs> okay. Um, that was a good one, though. I do like the bubble revenge because I do think the Clippers and Nuggets, you know, we already know their injury stories. We expect good things out of them. Yeah. Whew. All right. For me, I'm going to go ahead and I want to touch up on Beal and Lillard. I want to know for me, it's I want to my storyline for them is going to be will they actually test? Will they test free agents? Will they test the market during the season this year? Um, I know, like you said, they're trying to build and they always seem like that, but reports come out every other every off so often about these guys trying to, you know, go to another team. So whether it be those two guys, it would be crazy. I'd hope so. One of them does leave, but I honestly think. No, I don't think Fox is going nowhere. So I would have thrown him in there, but I do like I do agree with the take that they're they're always trying to build something in Sacramento. Might not work, but Sacramento <laughs> seems about right for them. It seems about right for them to always be stuck in purgatory. Um, hopefully that take though, at least it gives some hope. That that, that little maybe a little hint to a next title is false hope. <laughs> but uh yeah, I want to see if Beal or uh, Beal or Lillard will test that though, test the market this year. Interesting. All right, that's a good one. They both did. They both just signed new contracts, but you know, in the NBA, you can always find a trade. Um, exactly. The most part. Okay. Uh, so I believe this is my fifth and final storyline, if my math is correct. Still a lot of good ones. I almost said want to do a rookie one, but I already did a young guys one. I go back and forth between these last two, but I have to be honest. I mean, it's got to be the Hawks, man. They are just such a bizarre and fascinating. I just don't know what the Hawks are. They just gave DeAndre Hunter an extension. They they have been had such high highs and such low lows. The DeJounte Murray Trey Young thing, I don't know how that's gonna go. Maybe it works really well. They're they're beating the Rockets right now by 10, but that doesn't really mean anything. Um it's, it's, it appears to be working so far. But I really don't know. Like, I just don't know what to expect from this team, but they could also be so fun if it works. Um, and another very intriguing team in the East. So the Hawks, man, I, I just don't know with them. And they're interest, They're fascinating to me. Yeah. Hawks are a big, fascinating team. But I feel like these next two teams, I don't want to outdo you because like, you did just inspire this take. And it's going to be probably the two most fascinating guys in the NBA in the West, you know, young and up and coming. That's going to be John Morant and Luka Doncic. Which one of these two guys are going to be able to take that next step to challenge the Warriors like we saw last year? Will it be John Morant again or will it be Luka Doncic? I want to see. It's going to be – I think it's going to be one of those two guys again. So, my t- I want to see – I hope it's one of those two guys because it was a good series. Hate to say it, but – yeah. Which one of those two guys have the better chance of challenging the Warriors later in the season? That's a storyline that I want to see. That is a good one. Because I do feel like most people, I think it's fair to say Luca's a slightly better, is definitely a better player. Not no disrespect, Ja. He's obviously an amazing player. But the Grizzlies definitely have a better if you if you look outside of those two, the Grizzlies have a much better team than Dallas. Oh yeah. Like I said, I want to see what Christian Wood's all about. Because I think if Christian Wood is this piece that helps put some Helps them get that next step up. I mean, who knows? That whole Porzingis thing did not work out. But <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a hit or miss in the NBA. So 
hopefully this hits. That's all I can say. But I do want Morant and Luca to get some more hype going for them this year, even though can't stand the Grizzlies. But it, they are a good team. You know, you got you got to give them the respect. So hate to say it, but man, I looked at all my takes. They're uh, a pretty Western Conference heavy. <laughs> Yeah, it's no. kind of like the eastern. It's like kind of like the eastern storylines almost write themselves. <laughs> That's fair. The east is still interesting, but yeah, the west is definitely way more interesting. The west has so many electric teams. All right, Jalen. So there is our biggest storylines. We've gone through the tiers. I I was thinking he, from here on out, we can kind of just maybe any other things we want to touch up on. I don't know if you have a sleeper team uh, that you want to throw out there. I have one that I like as a sleeper team. Um, we've actually mentioned them a little bit already, um, even though it might not reflect where they are on the tiers. I'm just saying the potential to be a sleeper team. Um, thoughts? All right. So it sounds like you're giving me the four to take the chance here to announce my sleeper team. Um, okay. Big pressure. A lot of pressure on me right now. I already know mine. If you're trying to think of it, I can give you more time and say mine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It's do how much, how much do I want to tap into my bias here? Give me the wolves, man. Come on, let's talk about the wolves. Come on, Colby. Let's be real. No, I'm kidding. We talked about them. I think we talked about them. But for me, Mike Dark Horse is the Clippers. Um, I said it probably a lot over the offseason that the Clippers were my Dark Horse team. To going in, I was hyped that we'd be him in the play-in, but also knowing that that was not the full Clippers roster. You know, that was not the full power that they can throw at us, and we barely survived that game. So, I am really, I really want them to be my dark horse. I'm really, I really do think that Kawhi, dude, I love Kawhi. He's, I love the robot. So I'm going with him, going with the Terminator up in up in L.A. I like that. So, That's good. I, yeah, I mean, I think they're like a top tier team if they're uh, if they're healthy. Um, so you kind of went a different direction than I did with the the dark. That's still that's still good as a as a dark horse. Uh, I'm, this is a real sleeper. This team is not winning the championship, but they're a sleeper too. I, I'm saying in a sense that they could be a lot better than people think, ourselves included, and how a lot better than these tiers reflect them right now. That's the Sacramento Kings, man. I've I bang on the Kings a lot, but I don't hate this roster. They've got some interesting players on this team. Um, I don't know if they are playing tonight, but they're playing at 10. You look at this roster, you got De'Aaron Fox, who, you know, he's not the best, but he's a solid guard, a good, legitimate point guard. He has some real talent, has some real potential. They got um Sabonis, who played pretty well with Fox. Fox was playing the best basketball he's played the end of last year after they traded Halliburton for Sabonis, which Halliburton's awesome. They shouldn't have traded him, but it didn't really work with Fox. I mean, you look at the rest of this roster. They got Harrison Barnes. He's solid. He's fine. They got Kevin Herter, former Atlanta Hawk legend, Red Velvet at the two. Harrison Barnes at the three. Keegan Murray, the rookie. Um, he's banged up right now, but I already told you from Iowa, I love Keegan Murray. I think he's going to be really good, fourth pick in the draft. Then you got Sabonis, and then they have Davian Mitchell uh, from Baylor and Malik Monk also off the bench. It uh, looks like they have Della Dova. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Um, 
see. I mean, it's not a great team, but I think that potential there, that that rotation could be interesting with some, some of those guards. If Keegan Murray pops, which I think he is going to be better than people think, and Sabonis still continues to play how he has, I think the Kings Kings could sneak up, be a sneaky playoff team in the loaded West. Probably not go very far, but be in the mix and have like legitimately good season. Have some attention on them for once is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. I respect that. <laughs> I mean, if the Thunder weren't, you know, losing by 10 or 7 right now, it looks like. Yeah, they lose by 7. Uh, I probably would have said them. Probably to throw them up there as well. But nah, no way. In no way. Sorry. Sorry, Thunder fans. I don't really believe in the playoff that and your guys' future. If anything, I, like I said, I would have probably thrown them in the growing pains. But maybe after this game, I might agree with that tanking take, Colby. After the, maybe, we'll buy, I, I, because if the, this really is working as beautiful and no kinks in the system like it is, uh, you know, this is just a trial run. That's why I'm going to call it. <laughs> I want to see a real game. <laughs> so no offense to Thunder fans out there. They're still, you know, those are still people out there playing the sport of basketball at a very high professional level, I can do it. <laughs> um, but I guess I guess since I kind of whiffed on it, a sleeper, I need to I mean, I mean, no, see point your own way with it. Yeah, I don't say you whiffed on it. Like, oh, okay, okay. I don't feel as bad. If you have a – that yeah, that wasn't really what I was thinking, but that's still fine. I don't know if you have a – if you have a – a worse team <laughs> that's lower on here that you want to pick as your sleeper team, but you don't have to. There's there's some other plenty of interesting stuff going on. Oh, I, I do have one. I I also have one more uh, little mini segment idea or just discussion idea. All right, we can use these tiers uh, for um to discuss. All right, where we got also seen the video, the amazing highlight reel that is Victor Wembanyama unstoppable alien unlike anything that's ever existed or I've ever seen before. So let's revisit kind of the bottom of these tiers and you can include some, you can include the growing pain teams and even the purgatory teams if you want. Where? So Victor Webinyama is this generational prospect of the teams that realistically could get him that will be bad enough to be in the lottery uh, and have solid odds to get him of all these teams, which one, would be your favorite landing spot? Do you think would be the cool, the most fun, the best landing spot would be the coolest? Just a couple good options. The coolest and best fun? That's the that's the question. The coolest and best fun landing spot for this guy. If you could, yeah, if you could pick, like where he would go to of all these of these teams, the teams that can realistically get him. What do you think would be the best? My heart instantly screamed the Knicks. When you said coolest and most fun, like that would just be so much fun to cover and just watch, you know, and unfold. And just if it turns into a dumpster fire, it's going to be a huge dumpster fire because they waited so long to get like a number one pick and they just throwing it away like that. So that's why I would be like the Knicks. But realistically, I wouldn't mind seeing them. I hate to say to put the guy in the West, but. It would be pretty cool to see him in the Spurs or Rockets. That'd be like I'm thinking like Hakeem Aljuwan, you know, some classic Chocolate Thunder vibes going on there, or uh, you know, Tim Duncan just controlling the paint down there, or maybe Robinson. I guess that would be more realistic, you know. Even though those guys weren't French, but they were all you know huge and all stars. 
So, and, you know, the last time the Spurs picked, you know, really high up, you know, like at a top pick, it was, you know, those guys. So <laughs> those would be the, that, those would be the two teams that I lean towards. All right. I like those. Those are good. I was thinking about the Rockets as one that would be one of the better ones. Um, for me, how about the Hornets? The Hornets, LaMelo and no, Rokiyama could no. <laughs> be fun. I have another one that I think is probably better. I like it. No, go ahead and explain it. I like it because, like, I always say no because of my bias. But I go just, ahead. I want you to explain because this right, is so a good LaMelo one. You got Michael Jordan. So what do you got going on? The Hornets on already have – they're a bad organization, which is obviously the big concern. But yes. they have <laughs> That's court. They've got these fun electric uni- blue uniforms. Love their jerseys in court. And they have one fun young all-star LaMelo – one home run piece, and the rest of their roster is not great. Get the man some help. He and Lamelo. That's an that could be an insane two man game. The rest of your roster will matter a lot less if you have Lamelo and Webin Yama. Um, and it could just be so fun. It could make Charlotte basketball great again, mo- relevant for the first time since like the '90s when they had Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson. Um, and then they the Bobcats back then. Or no, were they still the, or did they be the Harnets again? So, I don't know. They keep switching names. No, so what happened is I'll give you the full story quickly. So the the original it was originally the Charlotte Hornets. And the Charlotte Hornets then moved to New Orleans. And became and that's the New Orleans Hornets. And the New Orleans Hornets. Mm-hmm. And then in the early two thousands, I guess, um, yeah, I think it was early two thousands, they had the Charlotte Bobcats came back to Charlotte as like an expansion team, a new franchise. And then as soon as New Orleans was like, all right, we're going to switch to the Pelicans. And Charlotte was like, well, then we're obviously going to go back to being the Hornets because that's what people like. So that's how that happened. Well, there you go. Well, history <laughs> lesson, yeah. Because um, I did know that there was a moment because I remember the, the Pelicans Hornets jerseys of uh, the Chris Paul era. Yeah. But all right, here, here's realistically the best one, though. It's the Pistons. You put Victor with Cade, Ivy, two really good guards, uh, well, at least one. You think they're going to fall Bay. that far, though? Sadiq Bay is a shooter. I'm just saying, like, if they bought him out and to the lottery. And, like, the Pistons could – I still don't think the Pistons are going to be good. Like, they'll be improved, but not good. And, like, if they get lottery luck and they're still in, like, the bottom eight teams. They're, I still have them in the bottom seven in the league, although they're probably seven. But, I mean, it would be so fun if it happened. And Detroit has a great basketball history, unlike Charlotte. They've at least – They've been very incompetent for a while, but they appear to have smart management now. Troy Weaver, their GM, has done a nice job with this rebuild. They have a respectable veteran coach, and they have a rich basketball history. If they get Big Vic back and Detroit basketball goes back to being great, that would be really cool. And Detroit deserves it, man. They're, it's a rough out there for sports fans. <laughs> yeah, Detroit, would that would be interesting get the – what do they have? They have like a chain, I think a chain train cam or something like that, where everybody just shows off their ice and all that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty dope. Um, so that'd be pretty cool for you know that for them. But what I mean, you also have to. I just like I said, I don't know if they would. It well, then again, it's the lottery, so anything can happen. You know, they could tank and still not even get the number one pick. You know, at the end of the day, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, anything could happen, like you said. And I kind of want to throw the low, a low ceiling team on there, but I don't know if they would get them because I don't know when that old high school rule applies. You know, I don't know if it's going to be this draft or the next one. But 
I was going to say oh, do you need the, the Lakers, depending on the. I was about to say it would be the Lakers, depending on what's going on with Bronny. What's going on with Bronny? Well, do you want me to um, tell you something sad, Jalen, to crush your spirits? What's that? The Lakers have zero chance to get him because oh, yeah, that's right. They don't have their picks. <laughs> well, they have. They actually have a pick this year, but it's a pick they so they because you can't trade your pick every single year. So it's a pick swap with New Orleans. So if they get the number one pick, New Orleans is like, all right, we get it and you get our pick. <laughs> so even if they did bottom out and win the lottery, New Orleans would get him. <laughs> Damn. That's brutal. That's brutal. Oh well, sucks to be a Lakers fan. I'm not them. I don't want the Lakers to get him anyway. <laughs> yeah, for real. No, it was just being, you know, just saying like that's the worst possible thing that probably would happen. No, that's a good that's still that is a very good point. All right. So yeah, the Web and Yama watch is gonna be fun. Like these teams are gonna really be once some of these teams, like in the growing pains and the purgatory, if they start to really struggle and like early in the season, teams will just be like, All right, just punt on the year, go all in, tank for Vic. So that's why I said the Web and Yama watch here is gonna expand, I have a feeling, as this year goes on. We'll see though. You just love talking about teams that want to tank, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That, 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 this is, that tier might get bigger. Or it will probably get smaller. We'll find out, you know, there might be just two teams just going at it, trying to figure out who will get that. <laughs> yep. Oh, all right. So that's about what I got for segments. Um, you want to hit a – any other teams or topics that you want to discuss still that we haven't hit on yet? There's still some uh, got a good bit of discussion on a lot of these teams, but man, I'm excited for the season. And then we can get into our, our predictions if there's no, no nothing else we want to hit on. I was about to say I got nothing else really to hit on. All right. So how do you want to do these predictions? We can either just do our finals picks or we can do playoff predictions. MVP, anything like that. What's your feeling? Well, I feel like right now, I feel like all the playoffs and all that is way too soon, you know. But we got to at least make our finals picks. I want to. How about like a top four for each conference? Got to do that. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. I like that. All right. Yeah, let me get a let me get a top four because right now I definitely couldn't say I don't want to be out there and be like oh yeah because I could definitely come out here and say you know you know the easy ones out there but I feel like at least saying these top fours that I like coming out here out of these conferences. All right, that's good. I can come up with that pretty pretty quick. I think I like that. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna start in the east. I'm going to go ahead, take the easy way out. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bucks. Yeah, I'm going to go Bucks, Sixers, Cavs. Ooh, give me the Bulls. Ooh, so that's Bucks, a spicy Sixers, one. Cavs, Bulls. Bucks, Those will be my top four teams of the East have, this year. The Celtics not in there at all in the top four. Mm-hmm. And no, I know this year. I know at the beginning of this episode, I did just say, "Oh, they'll be perfectly fine without their coach." <laughs> but hey, put me on the spot when the moment matters. This is what happens. This is what. <laughs> All right, for my top four in the East, 
I totally agree with you. I'm going to say the Bucks won. Obviously, the exact order is going to be difficult, but I, I'll say the Bucks won. I'll say the Sixers too, as well. So I do, st- I do believe in the Sixers this year. I'll say the Celtics three. Um, I still think they'll be a really good team, and we'll say Cleveland four. How about that? Oh. Over the Nets in Miami. The young yeah, Bucks. that's it for the big takeaway here. Still for the regular season. So we both pretty much think Miami will take a step down this year. Yes, I do. I do as well, honestly. I I, I don't know, man. Like I, I was so well bought in with the hero and all that, but now it's just like after that conference, after last year's playoffs, I was just like, okay, this is this is getting hard to watch, especially in the playoffs. It was hard to watch for Miami. That's why I kind of kind of hopped off that wagon. Um, all right. West. Conference picks top four. Um, no order. I just think these guys are the top of the four. Okay. All right. Warriors, easy. Get them out the way. Clippers. I honestly do think the Clippers are like that. I think they're going to be good and just as fine. We saw them how they play with just one player. They could play, imagine with two. I can't wait to see it. Um, oh, man. This last one, this third one pains me to say. Actually, no, it doesn't. I could actually go ahead and take that third one out of there. I'm going to say these guys take – I'm going to say those guys – no. Actually, yeah, third one, the Grizzlies. I, I'm not – it does pay me to say it, actually, yeah. <laughs> it is the Grizzlies. I was trying to argue my way up into the Wolves right now, but we are blowing the lead. So, I'm going to go ahead and pause on that Wolves take right there. But I am going to say the Grizzlies with utmost confidence that they'll probably be one of the top teams in the West. And – Colby, I'm going to steal your thunder, man. Give me the, give me the Nuggets. Yeah, that's fair. Give I like the two teams. Give me those two teams that were injured. I, I, I like it. I like comeback stories. Give me the two guys that are injured. Give me the promising, you know, the promising built, well built Warriors, and give me the young studs up in Memphis. Yeah, I like that. I this this really this exercise this is a good one. It really does go to show like how much deeper the league is. I feel like the normal at the top, how many legitimately good teams there are. Cause I'm thinking of the West. I'm like, just out of this list, like new warriors, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Clippers, Mavs going to leave. You got to leave one of those five out. And then the Pelicans and Timberwolves. And I mean, I don't think the Lakers as much probably, <laughs> but the Pelicans yeah, I didn't really glance at them. <laughs> could break into that t- could absolutely break into the top four. Um, I'll say, I'll go, I'll go bold. I'll say Memphis is number one seed. They really are just crazy in the regular season this year because of their depth. And they're going to, they're still a young team and they're going to improve. I think they will be the one seed warriors. The vets take nights off. They're the two seeds, still a dominant team though. I'll give the Clippers the third seed. Um, just out of respect. Again, they are a really good team. I think they will be right there in the mix and I'll, I'll put the nugs at four as well. Um, going to have they're having some real struggles right now uh the first game back there's gonna be some rust for murray and porter so i'll say they uh they get the four seed yeah i was about to say it's i now i have to retract my wolf statement about the thunder because now they're actually giving us a challenge going into the fourth quarter so <laughs> uh nba man it's already a roller coaster ride what do you, what can i say Yep. Shoot, the Knicks tied the Grizzlies, and I thought that was going to be a blowout. They got two minutes left. It's what just happened there. Well, we're about but, to run out of time here, but but the, yeah, go ahead and end it. Uh, final very, thoughts. Wait, final thoughts. Very exciting. Final thoughts. 
Can't wait. I hope the Nuggets don't get beat that bad by the Jazz. It's looking ugly right now. <laughs> Final thoughts. Wolves, get that shit together. This is the thunder, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Good stuff, Jalen. Enjoyed it, man. Yes, sir. You too. Woo. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram, where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pickums list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.